This is the G220 Effect, and I am Steve. And I'm Denai. And we're here back in the booth sharing God's truth. Yes, we are the G220 Effect, and we are so excited to come today with another topic and a question. We always want to give some thought-provoking questions so that we can continue to study and go in the Word and figure out all that we're trying to figure out in this world, yet the answer is so simple and the answer is in the gospel. So today's question is, are you afraid to die? So I'm going to ask Steve right now. Steve, are you afraid to die? What does so, death mean to you? So are you are you talking about a physical death? Or are you talking about a spiritual death? Or are you just talking about the whole just death thing? Just death in general, because I think when people think about dying, they just think a finality. So... They're thinking it's gonna, something's coming to a total end of me. So what do you think? Are you afraid to die in that general sense? You know, it's funny that you said that because most people, when they say, are you afraid to die? They always say, no, I ain't afraid to die. And so guess what? Death hits their door. And then they're like, please, Lord, please, Lord, please, 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 <laughs> Lord. You know, so I, I myself, I say, I'm not afraid to die because guess what? I believe in the word of God and they say, I die daily. And if I die daily, that means death is that that finality, that death when I, I go to the grave and then I wake up in somewhere else, that death is that, that sting or that whatever death, that part of that death doesn't affect me the same. Amen. Yes. And I, I think I'm on the same sentiment. I just had a moment with God this morning, actually. I was just spending some time in the word. And of course, if you spend time in the word, you're spending time with God. And I just I couldn't resist but to just be so overwhelmed by the goodness of God and just seeing how the, the Bible promises us that through Christ we have eternity. So I asked myself, am I really afraid to die? No, not at all. Because why? I'm already dead in Christ. And that's what we're going to visit today. And just go in the word and, and look at scripture and try to figure out where um where we how how death is viewed in the scripture so yeah we know that there's a physical sense of death and there's also that that spiritual side of death and um either way they're interconnected i have this body yes it's gonna i'm gonna die i'm not gonna live in this body forever but what i'm promised in the word is what eternity yeah and that one day i'm gonna have a glorified body and i'm gonna live forever and ever in the presence of the Lord. Isn't that such an awesome view? And you know what's funny? I'm reminded of the song. It's, it's an old song. It's say, I live this life just to live again. And with the Lord, I shall reign. I shall depend. I shall depend. I shall depend on God. But it never says that I shall die. Then I shall live. It, that song never says that. So people are so caught up in living and not the actual fact when Christ said, once you've given your life over to me, you have been dead to sin. And so if, I, if, I'm, if I'm dead because the curse of sin is death. And so if, if I'm dying daily, guess what? The physical death is not even a big deal. Because guess what? I'm already dead to sin. Amen. I've given every sin. I've casted all my cares to Jesus Christ. Right. Amen. So let's go let's go into scripture and just support all this that Steve is talking about. Yeah. So we always encourage you if you have your Bible, get your Bible open, open it up, let's read together. If you're not at home, that's fine. You can listen to us. We'll be sharing with you right out of the scriptures. So today we're going into Romans 6. Uh Romans 6 verse 3 to 7. I mean, you can start 
off at the beginning of six all the way to the end. It's it's wonderful to just read it all in context. It's some meat uh, in that stuff. Amen. So, but we're gonna, for the sake of time and really hitting home with the point, we're gonna start off from verse three to seven. And it says, Know ye not that so many of us as we were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. So, Steve, stop me anywhere you feel like you yeah, have to Yeah, right. I just want to get right there. So it said we were baptized into his death. And so what that means is that when Christ died, when we said we accept Christ, we have now given unto the same thing. We, we went into the water, went into the womb, and came back out. As the word says that when when one of the disciples asked him, does that mean I got to go back into the womb to be born again? Oh, and then I come out? No, he's he what he's saying is that Nicodemus, no. I believe yeah, that was. You can go, you can go into the water. Guess what? Go into the water and come back out something different. Amen. And that, he's, this is baptism. That's what we're talking about. And the word, and if you ever get a chance, go and look at the word baptism in in the Greek and just understand what baptism is. It's to, I believe, it says to be submerged. So yeah. So so it's good to look at that word so you can really have that context. So yeah. going on, it says, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in a newness of life. And, you know, I like to say something that go behind this because we believers now, we believe that Jesus Christ is coming soon. And so if Jesus Christ is coming soon, that means all believers know about the rapture. And so all believers believe, oh, I'm going to get raptured up. Yes, I'm going to miss death. No, you didn't miss death. You, you've been dying daily. So guess what? The death, that physical death sting is not even there because you've been dying to your flesh daily. And that's how it's supposed to be. But, you know. Amen. So it says, for if, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Yes. That the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. So all, all, all the ones that say, well, I fall short, Lord. You know what? So Christ's grace is sufficient that you shouldn't fall short. It say it's suffice. Sufficient means suffice. It means just enough. So it's saying that you shouldn't fall short because guess what? His grace, his grace, just the knowledge of knowing what his grace is. It's enough. It's enough for you. And so how do you fall short? Because you want more. You want more. And that's self. So you have to get rid of self and you have to be you have to start dying. And that's the part that he's talking about here. Paul is talking about the old man. That's the old man. That old man has been crucified with Christ. So when you can picture whether you watch the Passion of Christ or whatever vision that you have of Jesus being nailed to that cross, you know, unto his death. That death represented all that God is saying. I mean, uh, Paul is saying in this part that that old man has been crucified. Everything that he bore, according to Isaiah, Isaiah gave us an awesome prophecy of Jesus. And he says he's going to bear all our sins. He's going to be for chest size for our peace. Right. Bruised for our iniquity. iniquity. I mean, all of that. That's the old man. Think about it. Picture it now. That was your old man being crucified. So you are dead to sin. And the last part of that verse I like to say is that 
He said, um, 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 I'm, I'm losing it right now. But he said at the end, he said, and the chastisement of his peace was upon, and by all his stripes we are healed. Amen. And so if we're healed by his stripes, that means, guess what? Your sickness, every ailment, all those manner of things, by his stripes we are healed. Amen. And so believe it, receive yes. it, know it. If you die in, you know what the truth is. So, so we're trying to really drive home the point here that you are dead. That, 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 that crucifixion of the old man, that went with Christ. So when you envision yourself every day, you are, when you're renewing your mind, I, I, I constantly say this to Steve, like, man, I feel like I have nothing else. I don't want nothing. I'm, I'm good. I, I feel like there's nothing of me that's my own anymore. And that's a, that, to me, that's a good place that I, I am in because if if the bible tells us galatians 220 y'all this is the name of our podcast yeah that i it's no longer i who lives but christ that lives in me so it's no longer about denying the ambitions and the things that i desire and the things that i want out of life and those things are no longer what i desire is to read my word and to get to know who is deny according to the word of god that's what makes me alive not the desires that I had before Christ when I thought that life was going to go this way, that way, and that way. And guess what? I was sadly disappointed because everything I had planned out did not pan out. So, <laughs> so, so thank God I went to the Word and found out who I really am and got to really live, not be in death as I thought I was living in the past. So footnote, your life is not your own. Amen. And so if, if your life is not your own, then you it, it's it's hard for people because guess what? They believe in that I have to get to places by myself. And so Jesus Christ and just sur- surrender, surrender who you are. And guess what? Your life will be better, way better, way better if you surrender. And so a lot of times people don't surrender. And so my, the next parts of the verse that so we're going to read eight through eleven and this is the meat. I, I always say this is the meaty part. It's the good part. It said, now, if we be dead with Christ, see that word dead, right? We believe that we also, we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, dieth no more. So guess what? If we raised with him, we ain't dead no more. We living. And so it said, death have no more dominion over him. For in that he died. He died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. I am alive. Are you alive, Steve? I'm alive. I'm alive in Christ Jesus. <laughs> but guess what? How I got there? I died. Amen. I had to die to Steve. I had to die to the once and all those material things that Steve once wanted. I had to let them go. And Steve's ambitions, and, and I speak of Steve as myself too, you know, had ambitions, had goals, had things that I thought were good for me up until I really found out who I was and became alive in Christ. And I'm like, man, I was selling myself short. Yeah. Uh, I, what God had for me was way better. So anyway, we're going to move on because uh, for this, we always say this for the sake of time. But so let's read something else that has been just on my heart. And I was sharing even with Steve today that I was reading about the woman at the well. So here we are in John 4. Um, we know that this is a Samaritan woman. She's out here trying to get her water and she encounters Jesus Christ. 
How awesome. So it says, we're going to read in John 4. This is the connection now, because not only are we dead to sin, but we're alive in Christ. That's what we just read in Romans 6. But now we get to really understand what being alive entails. <laughs> and that's the awesome part. So it says in John 4, 9 through 10, it says, Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, this is Jesus, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which am I? am a woman of Samaria for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked him and he would have given thee living water. So he's talking about a gift here. If thou knewest the gift of God, Man, God has gifts for us. You will find so many in the, in the word of God, so many precious gifts for us. And one of those is the gift of life. I got, I got a question here. So he's right now speaking mysteries to her that she doesn't understand. And it, it, it's, it's awesome because when you actually just read it over and over again, and she can't quite grasp like who he is. Why is he there? Because she's like, let me just wallow in me right now, you know. And, and, I got all these issues. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know what? You're not even supposed to be talking to me. I'm a woman. Yes. You know, and so. And I'm Samaritan, too. You know, I, we mix with the Gentiles. You know, we, we did something. Yeah, your people said we shouldn't have did. Mixing. <laughs> and so it's, 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 it's just great to know that the mystery that he's speaking to her and how he's going to uncover the mystery, you know. And so the 11th through 14th. Here we go. Jesus answering said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Yeah, this well water that's been there for years. <laughs> it was a it, it was a, a tabernacle, probably, or a monument of who Joseph, I mean, who who um Jacob Jacob was. And so here we are. He said, Whosoever drink of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drink of the water I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. Springing up into everlasting life, meaning you're not only partaking in this water, but this water, you will never thirst anymore. If I can just, just be so just open right now, I cry today. <laughs> and I know we're not trying to be sentimental or emotional, but I was in tears today just reading this. Not that I've never read it before, but today it hit home in such a way where we look around in our society today. We have a pandemic that's going on. A lot of people are in such fear. And what is fear? I mean, even when we talk about the clinical definition of like anxiety, it's like a feeling of doom. You feel like something, doom is like coming to an end of something, right? So what's the finality that a lot of us fear? Is death, right? Yeah. Whether it's death to your dreams or the physical death, whether it's death to your ambitions, whether it's death to a relationship, whatever, the finality of that thing. But here Jesus is saying, you know, if you knew the gift, the gift, one of the gifts we have from God is Jesus Christ. And he says, if you knew of this gift, you would, you would be, you would be like, yeah, give that to me. 
And he says, I'll give you this water to drink if you drink of me. And it's living water, meaning you won't be dead. But once you drink it, you'll become alive. But it's not that kind of water where, you know, you drink it and your thirst goes away, but it comes back again. Because that's what happens when we have that anxiety and all this stuff and we're trying to have control over our life. Uh, those things, we still keep searching for answers that never f- are fulfilling. But he says, if you drink of me, then you will have this, this water will spring up into eternal life. Meaning, man, you, if you drink of this, you keep drinking and you keep drinking and you are satisfied. It just overflows. And not only does it overflow for you, but you know what a well is? A well is something that everybody can, can drink out of too. It's not just for you, but others would drink out of your well. That same spring is going to spring forth to others and others will also have and be able to witness that life that's in you. Yeah. But how do you get there? I'm going to tell you right now. So I know as people, we've been giving death life and say, and I wanted to just, I wanted to just say this death has been given life because of fear. And so we know John first John four and 18 reads like this. And it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts about fear because fear have torment. And he that fear is not made perfect in love. And so I wanted to say that because that part that it breaks down, and said fear brings torment. And so if we fear in death, it's a torment. It's a torment that it comes with it. We fear it. And so we, 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 we're scared to die. And so as the believers of Christ, while we're alive because we have accepted Christ, we died to who we were and we said yes to Christ. Now we're alive. And so if we really made us, we really are made to be alive. We should read like this. First Corinthians 15 and 55 and through 57. It say, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. And so I wanted to bring that part out. The sting of death is sin. And so we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, as the scriptures say. So why is death so scary? It's because we're wrestling with sin. And so... But there's one who came to take away the sins of the world. His name is Jesus Christ. All you have to do is believe in him. And once you believe in him and that he took away all the sins, now because you live in him, your taste for sin is going to be taken away you want you when you start learning about who you are you won't even want to sin because you experience life yeah so he's there the victory that we have is jesus christ yeah and so if we if we continue to read 56 it says the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law so whatever you have made a law in your heart in your mind what traditions you started to say this is right and you've made it a tabernacle, guess what happens? It's going to be what you live by. And so 57 goes on and says this, and this is the perfect counter to what's being said. It said, but thanks be to God, which has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So if Jesus Christ gave us the victory over definite sting, over the grave and, and, and the victory the grave thought it once had, and then he said, the sting of death is sin, and he said, the strength of sin is the law. And he said, he's given us victory over all this. Amen. 
victory. Yes. What is victory to you as 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 a believer or as someone that's trying to find, you know, it's not that is it that final shot you shoot at the end of the game or is it is it it's just what does victory look like? Today, my victory is that death has lost its sting. I am alive in Christ. Not only am I alive right now in this life, I'm alive unto eternity. Meaning until I get my glorified body, I'm alive. Even if they bury me today, I'm alive. You know, that's the life yeah, that I have. Yeah, it's to eternity. Yeah. I don't have to have control over anything. I get to rest Resting knowing that Jesus has won the battle already. Yes, it might look like the battle hasn't won, but we have won the victory because of Je We have gotten the victory because of Jesus Christ. And this ain't no stirring wheel that when you drive in a car and you're saying, Jesus, be my co-pilot. No, it's not that. It's saying that Jesus is the answer to every question I have. Amen. So if you have not received Jesus in your life, now is always a great opportunity. Yeah. Just open up your heart. Everything that you heard right now that convicted you in your heart and made you feel like, man, I need this Jesus. I need I need to change my ways so that I can receive uh, this better that God has for me, eternity. So I'm not afraid of death, the physical death. And, and I can rest in knowing that even if this body is no more, I still have eternity. Even if my dreams and ambitions don't come to pass, God has something better for me, which is the gift of life, life, true life. Not that, not that, that worldly life that they tell us, oh, you know, li living your best life. You only live once, you know, no, 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 no. That eternal good life where you have joy in the presence of the Lord, where you have power in the presence of the Lord, where yeah. you are healed yeah. in the presence of the Lord, where you yeah. Where, where you have all things pertaining to God, life and godliness in Christ Jesus. Yeah. All those things are yours. And all you have to do is, Jesus, I believe that you die for me. I believe that you were resurrected. And surely as you died, my old self was crucified there with you. And now as you have resurrected, I'm alive with you right now. And, and that's what you are saying yes to. And whenever you're ready, you just say yes. And that's the beginning yeah. of your life with Christ. And once you say yes, you got to know a friend. His name is the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's going to empower you according to Acts 1 and 8. Jesus says that I'm going to send to you a, a, a power that's going to allow you to go out there and be a witness for me. And when you read that, you get to know there's one more thing you need to know. His name is the Holy Spirit. You say yes to him too. Man, I'm telling you, you're a force to be reckoned with in this life. You will rest assured that God is with you always until the end. Yeah. So this has been the G220 effect. And as Steve always says. And we're ghosts.